Welcome back to Buckle Up, Queers. The show that pushes the boundaries of comfort and humor. Now your hosts, Grunge Cowboy and Buckle Bear. We're good. (laughs) Episode 9. Welcome back, bitches. I feel like we need to be like fully candid with the Heathers and the Heads. Yeah, yesterday was a shit show. It was a shit show. Yeah. This is the second time we are recording this episode because for some reason, my audio did not record. And so pretty much it was just the cowboy speaking to the abyss. Yeah. And... Stop being poor and buy more storage. I don't think it's my computer. It literally said yesterday that Buckle Bear is out of storage on their computer. But there's no way because, and this is like not supposed to be a flex or anything, but this is a desktop Mac, which I do not use except for this. I don't like. I'm, I don't game. I don't like edit. Vi- Clearly, I don't edit videos or podcasts. Clearly, <laughs> we have established that that is all you. So I don't know what it is. And so, if this episode makes it live, we it, it's a win. You know what? I think that it's the fact that you put on the Grinch every night on that computer and watch that while you fall asleep. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't come for the Grinch. The the because... the Grinch. <laughs> I love that you quoted that. This is the second time that you have quoted a movie, and I'm like, I'm really glad that you understand that reference. Yeah, are we just gonna do movie quotes all day today? I think we should. Honestly, we should have a whole episode where we just do movie quotes. Ooh, like a movie quote quiz. Like we say movie quotes and see if the other can get it. Yeah, I feel like I'd be better at that game than last week's game. What's an alternator? It is a person in the gay community that uh, both receives and gives no, in uh, the bedroom. Nope. I hate it. Why do I even say anything? You don't listen to anything I say. Anything involving cars? No, thank you. <laughs> okay, there is quite a few times in my life daily where I should know how to do something, but I actively chose to delete that memory from my brain. And every time I get a flashback to my dad when I was little, telling me that I needed to learn how to do X, Y, and Z, and him saying, you either need to learn how to do this, or you're going to pay a lot of money for somebody else to do it. And I actively chose to pay somebody else to do it. That's right. I guess job security. (laughs) One would think I'm helping the economy. You would think. Hey, have you ever heard of Casa Bonita? Yes, but is that like beautiful home? Well, in Spanish, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's like... Wait, is it like a place? Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever watched South Park? 
Um, no, and here's the reason why. I was boycotting that because when it came out, there's a person in there named Kyle, and so literally growing up, everyone called me Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> that makes me happy for you. Anyways, there's a restaurant in Colorado called Casa Bonita, and it's been around my whole life. Um, but it's like this. I don't even know how to explain it. It's this ginormous Pepto-Bismol pink building that's in the shape of like an old cathedral house, maybe. Um, okay. Super fun and crazy. It's like an, it's like a, uh, what is that called? Landmark? A historic landmark of Colorado. Seventh wonder of the world. Yeah, that's what it is. But you walk in and there, it's just like, it's like an entire town in there. It's weird. It's 55,000 square feet on the inside, but on the outside, it looks like it could be like the size of a Ross. Um, But they have like a little pond in there and people dive into the water and there's like puppet shows and magic shows and it's a restaurant. <laughs> like it is a restaurant, but it has all these things. Um, if you have never heard of it, look it up. It's a lot of fun. But anyways, during COVID, they shut down because they were poor. And pre-COVID, um, if you're from Denver, you knew that you only went there to have fun and that the food was disgusting. Um, it was like mm. all you can eat Mexican style food, but it was very like mm. Americanized Mexican food. So it was like nacho cheese from the can smothered on top of your enchiladas. Um, right up my Yeah, alley. it was, it was actually, I thought it was good. I'm, they had these enchiladas with this white sauce on it and it was so good, <laughs> but you could like ask for refills of your enchiladas and it's the best, but then you get free sopias at the end and those are also, um, all you can eat. So you can get as many as you want. Um, so they went under during COVID and they were going to like shut down and the creators of South Park, the show are from Colorado and in the show, the kids in South Park go to Casa Bonita and it's like this huge big deal. Um, and so they ended up buying the restaurant and they completely gutted it, cleaned it, redid it. It like they re I, I guess I could say they restored it because it's pretty much the exact same. Um, mm -hmm. just like clean and not dingy anymore. Um, when you picture like the back room of a like dingy, dirty gay bar, that's what it used to be. Like you'd walk in, it was dark, kind of smelled musky, musty, like moldy almost. Kinky. Yeah. Like couldn't see okay. anything. Um, so they redid it and now it's only open, I believe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for dinner and you have it's like by invite only so you have to like sign up for their email list and then they send you an invite to buy like buy dinner there um but we ended up going last night and it was literally so much fun and it was they like hired a real professional chef to revamp the menu and so now it's like i don't want to say real mexican food because it's like still technically not but it's not yeah. lunchroom cafeteria food anymore but it's really cool look into it the history of it's really cool too if that's that's something you're into. Honestly, that very much sounds very Colorado-y. That's what it looks like. Like having I something. Forgot, I got a pop socket. Like that? That's the top of the building. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the picture and send it to I was wondering, I was wondering how you were going to connect us going from South Park to that, <laughs> but it definitely came full circle. Um I saw a TikTok the other day and it was about Colorado. And it is, if this TikTok does not sum up 
anybody who lives in Colorado or what Colorado means. What do y'all call it? Coloradians? Coloradans. Coloradans do. Um, it is a brewery on top of a fucking mountain that you have to hike to. Yeah, that's pretty standard, I feel like. That's like a pretty, that is a Coloradan thing. There is not, there's nothing worse that I can imagine doing in my free time than hiking a mountain to go and drink beer. But also, like, thinking about it, most people that go to breweries only go to have, like, one or two beers, but there are those people that go to drink and, like, get fucked up. What happens if you get fucked up and you can't, like, go down that mountain? My thoughts exactly. Like, I'm legit had flashbacks to, like, my weekends out, and I'm like, I barely made it from the bar (laughs) to the Uber, which was 15 feet away, let alone hiking down a slope. (laughs) Flashback to you sending me that voice memo of you falling up the stairs. The heterosexuals tonight for... Exactly. I have decided I am the bear that is just meant to be in the zoo. I'm not meant to be out in the wild. Yeah, you need to be taken care of in, like, caged. Like, you need to have only certain parameters you can go in. You need to be fed at a certain time. They need to, like, throw a ball in your cage for you. Entertain you. Absolutely. I I need food. Love and entertainment must be provided. And the, atta- or and the I attention. Just cannot. The attention yeah, of onlookers. Very much so. Every once in a while, and if I don't get a text message from my friends, I will text them and ask them who their favorite gay is just to make sure that it's still me. That's toxic. Mm, no. But it's okay. That's called staying connected to long distance friends. No, I get it. It's a gay thing. We all ask who their favorite gay is. I get mad at my best friend when she says that she has other friends. We talked about this. Speaking of her, she's such a fucking stupid idiot. Oh my god. Okay, so we've talked about her a few times on and off the podcast, but she's currently... Thank you for sending me that Isn't it so cute? It's the the cutest little restaurant. Um, So we've talked about her a, a bit, but she is currently in the dating pool. And it's not going so well for her, um, mostly because she she's never going to listen to this episode. Um, she's really wants to get married on the second date. Basically, <laughs> she just like is all in it all the time. <laughs> and so these like after two weeks, she'll text me and be like, oh, "He's such a piece of shit. We're breaking up." And I was like, "I didn't even know you guys were dating. You talked to you just swiped right like last <laughs> week. What the fuck?" And so she texts me about this one guy, and he's super hot, like very, very handsome man, full beard. The style, she has like a very similar type to us, just more on like the, I guess, the blue collar side. But um, Mm -hmm. she texts me, and she's like, I don't want to fuck this up. What do I say to him? So I like started basically messaging this man for her, and now she's running with it. And he has a full membership to her now. I love that. And you have definitely talked to me about this friend, and I think in a previous life she was a gay man. Oh, 100%. 100 She just forgot how to communicate like one because she really struggles in that department. But she, like, 
this is the extreme that she is. So in her first five messages to him through, so they met on Tinder. They exchanged phone numbers after like literally three messages, which is fine. I get it. Within mm. the first five text messages, she mentioned being a wife. Oh, God. And he went with it. He's he's like, yeah, that's for sure end goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would say, honestly, that's an even bigger red flag for him. It, for both of them. But maybe, that's, maybe this one will work because they're both big red flags. And also, just to clarify, I do say all of this to her face. I don't want anybody to think I'm saying this behind her back. If she listens to this, she'd be like, yeah, 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 broken record. I get it. Oh, (laughs) so funny. Wait, does that mean that if she gets married again, that she'll have a bachelorette party? Probably. Probably, and guess where it's going to be? Casa Bonita. Oh, maybe. I love Casa Bonita. (laughs) No, I'm guessing it's going to be at a gay bar. Probably, because all bachelorettes end up at gay bars. Get your batch out of my bussy. That is the perfect title for this whole episode. Because if you ask any gay man who is a frequent flyer at any queer space that they have had experiences both good and bad with full on bachelorette parties. So I think it's time that we discuss this and give our opinion that nobody asked for. What's new? <laughs> True. Classic. Um I think for the sake of this episode for just to like kind of clarify that when speaking for me When I talk about like bachelorette parties in queer spaces, I distinguish the difference between those spaces. So there's like queer spaces, which a lot of the times uh, are usually like a club atmosphere, bar brunch space um, where obviously everybody is welcomed to those to support, you know, a queer owned business, Uh, the performers, which usually are drag queens. Um, There's that queer spaces, which attracts everybody under the rainbow. Uh, then there's also gay bars and gay clubs and gay clubs are your typical clubs. These usually attract, um, can you stop making those fucking faces? Fix your face. This is just my face. I was born like this. Fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, gay clubs one have the best DJs ever uh, because they just know how to shake, get some ass shakers on the dance floor. Um, and then there's gay bars, which normally is where you would find me and the cowboy because it usually attracts a little bit of a mellower crowd. Um, usually like burly men, um, daddies, bears. Uh, it's like the dive of the gay community. So when it comes to like, bachelorette parties queer spaces absolutely go have your fun time gay clubs absolutely go and have your fun time even gay bars i'll say go have a fun time but you have to be respectful of those queer spaces um in gay bars you're doing so much research for your bachelorette party so just do a little bit more research because chances are that gay bar will have an event that might not be up your alley 
Um, it might be a jock night. It might be a blackout night. It might be whatever it happens. Um, and normally there are a whole bunch of big, hairy, shirtless, almost naked men at these gay bars, which is why I am a frequent flyer at them, clearly. Um, but then at gay clubs and at queer spaces, queer spaces, I feel like you need to be a little bit more knowledgeable about the rules. There's performance. The queen is center stage. So please don't take her spotlight. Um, don't be obnoxious. There's nothing more annoying than bachelorette parties or honestly, not even bachelorette parties. I think we, I'm saying bachelorette parties, but this could also be for like birthday parties or anniversary mm -hmm. or I don't know, whatever those who celebrate it. Um, just be aware that this is like a queer safe space and this is, are probably in a lot of a lot of incidents a lot of cases this is the one safe space that a queer person has in their community um so when they're there they can be themselves they're there for free judgment they're there uh to have a good time and let loose and you can also be that but you also need to respect the space 100 percent. and like just to reiterate we don't want you to stop going to them because we enjoy the presence of of hetero females and hetero people in our spaces um but like buckle bear said just like respecting the space um i think what a lot of people who don't frequent these places don't understand is that the performers whether it's drag or go-go dancers or whatever this is their full-time job it's their livelihood and so like this is how they make money and when you're interrupting that by like trying to take over the performance or you know like hop on stage or whatever you're trying to do it's messing with their their cash flow and and their way to like feed themselves and pay bills so um just respecting that and like understanding that but also like taking care of your bartenders and like tipping them and and kind of just like if you're going to be in that space fully involve yourself in it don't just dip your toes in it like just jump into it mm -hmm. also this has triggered a memory of an ick that i experienced this weekend and it was i don't want to say it was a bachelorette party it was some sort of celebration um you can obviously you can clearly tell a bachelorette party because chances are they're all wearing the same color and pink cowboy hats <laughs> But this celebration, they went to the bar and they ordered shots. And this is like my biggest pet peeve in general is when you order shots, do not fucking take them at the bar. Mm -hmm. Take, or if you do take them at the bar, slide to the side so you can let the next person order their drink. Mm -hmm. mm, it is my biggest pet peeve. Uh, but in general too, also... I think a lot of people, uh, because it's like 2023, I've been frequently seeing a lot of like bachelorette parties also have bring their, their gay best friends, which you absolutely should, because everybody knows that if there's a gay involved, it's a way better time. But that also is not like a free ticket to be an absolute train wreck at the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so which I feel like happens more often than not. Yeah. 
You know what I was thinking? Counter to this. And I understand why bachelorette parties do go to these spaces is um, it is like a safe space for, you know, them to have fun for them to kind of put a little bit of their guards down just because we do know how well a gay man and a straight woman pair up together. Um, they're a dynamic duo. We talked about that in our GBF episode. Um, you know who I think would have a really fucking good time at a gay bar? Who? A bachelor party. Oh, 100%. Free drinks all night. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about this in a whole other episode, but there's something about a straight man that just naturally makes them more attractive to a gay man. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like the forbidden fruit type situation or you want what you can't have. But if you are a bachelor and you are thinking about planning a bachelor party, take a stop at your local gay bar and have a really good fucking time. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot promise you that you won't get hit on. Obviously, that might come with the territory. Um, yeah, but if but you can't handle time. getting hit on by the same sex, like, grow up. Get the fuck over it. That's true. Like, it's at the end of the day, like, whenever somebody hits on you, it's literally just a compliment. And all you have to do is, like, say no thank you. You know? And it, it goes yeah. the same for gay men and women. Like, when, when women hit on gay men, which happens, it mm-hmm. just, hey, not my alley. Sorry. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know? Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. It's not... It's not a big deal. Grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that's like a common misperception is I do know of individuals who think that like queer spaces and gay spaces should be exclusive to those who identify as queer or any part of the LGBTQIA plus community. I don't see that. I think in order for us to make strides to be a better community that we have to be inclusive to all. Um, and that does include our allies. 100%. And there, I feel like there is certain spaces that may need to be exclusively LGBTQAI plus, um, just for like safety reasons or comfortability reasons, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't think that a straight man is going to enjoy walking into the Eagle on leather night. Um, and it may make the people who are there for that event uncomfortable. Um, but mm-hmm. also, if if that's what this man is into, like he just wants to go and have a good time around a bunch of bears and leather, then do it, you know? But I, I do think there are certain events or spaces that should be, <clears throat> for safety reasons and like comfortability, just kept to a minimum on the hats. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I think I take for granted is my friend group. I do have uh, straight male friends and I just also, they're probably not going to listen, but I feel very blessed and lucky that when we all do go out, that they are okay with making a stop at a gay bar. Because I think that they also understand the fact of like going out as a single individual, there is something very exciting about the flirtatious back and forth or like the game of like 
am I going to buy somebody a drink? Is somebody going to buy me a drink? And obviously at a straight bar that like doesn't happen very often. Um, and so it's like a counterbalance of, Hey, we went to the straight bar on the way to this other bar. There's a gay bar. Can you stop there and have some fun? And I'm very blessed to have a friend group that is okay with doing that, especially the straight males. Um, and it's also really interesting too going into those spaces with them because I don't want to say I've trained them by any means because I hate that word. Um, I have molded them into being a great ally in a queer space. Um, but also, if they get hit on by a gay man, they take it as a compliment because we all know that a gay man's compliments are top notch because they have very, very, very high standards. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I am also very fortunate for the straight men in my life because I feel like most of them are really great allies and would be down to do anything. So I just want to shine some love on them because they deserve it. But if you have a bachelor bachelorette party coming up, um, I do suggest you do stop at one of these gay spaces but please do your research and please be respectful. Um, specifically because queer owned businesses are under attack a lot of the times. And so any form of support that you can show is a huge, huge act of support. Yeah. And they're a good time. And if you're a straight man going on a batch party, definitely stop at a gay bar. Especially if you're on a budget. Yeah, maybe we should maybe we should start that trend. The next, yeah. the next heterosexual male that we know that gets married, we're taking them to a gay bar for their batch party. Well, we have to be invited to that. Do you know of any straight male that is going to get married soon? No. Uh, I mean, I, I can talk to my friend because it sounds like her and this new guy are getting pretty serious. So, Perfect. Yeah, they're on day three. We'll so take him to a gay maybe bar. Maybe by day five, it'll be his batch party. Yeah. You better... You better get your outfits planned. Frick. It's a lot of admin. Also, I think it's really funny the difference between like a batch party and a bachelorette party, just in general too. There's so much admin and planning and communication when it comes to a bachelorette party. There is this, a whole app that is dedicated to just bachelorette parties no, for, for like communication. Yeah. A whole app. It's called batch. I think it's B A C H. Um, where it's like you pick a city and then it basically this is not sponsored by the way maybe i shouldn't give them this much free publicity (laughs) to the 12 people that listen to this podcast (laughs) but it's so great you pick a city and then it like comes up with like all of these like fun things to do and then you basically can like book it through the app and then it sends a bill to everybody in the bachelorette party wow it's the coolest thing ever. That's kind of clutch. I 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, that's kind of nice because, I mean, I can't imagine being a bride and then trying to plan that and then, like, also paying for everything and trying to get money back from people. Absolutely not. Oh, God. Because, you know, oh, no. damn well people are just like, yeah, I'll send it, and then they just don't. And how awkward is it when you have to be like, hey, you going to pay me my money or what, bitch? Yeah. That's, I always hate that too. It's just like, just send it right now. Like you were already planning 
especially at like dinner, like you're already planning on paying for this dinner, just send it now. Like, so you don't forget instead of like, oh yeah, I'll pay you. I'll pay you back later. Yeah. It's pointless. It's the most annoying thing. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's Buckle Bear Roundup. (laughs) Also, I just want to say, recording the same episode the second day is so hard. It really is. Because there were like tokens that like from the previous episode that were really great but like they were just they naturally happened and i think if we were to try and redo them or just like get back into that conversation is we're not going to have the same funny moments but counter to this this episode there are a lot more funny moments well that's because we're fucking funny as shit we're the funniest people everyone knows that listens to this even the people that don't listen to this, even if they don't know us, we, I know we're funnier than that. Yeah, that's why they don't listen, because they can't that, handle it. That actually should be a whole entire episode, is why the levels of funniness, why a gay man is funny, why a fat man is funny, and why a fat gay man is the absolute funniest. <laughs> There's levels to this shit. Anyways, Buckle Bear Roundup is the segment of this podcast where I talk to the cowboy and see if we can get him on the good side of TikTok, on the good side of trends, um, so we can get him outside of living under a rock. It's a big rock. (laughs) I really enjoyed that definition of Buckle Bear Roundup. That's the first time I said it. Buckle Bear Roundup. Do it. Yeehaw! Okay, first things first. Have you been seeing um, that meme of Kevin James doing the bear smile? No. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's what's funny though. Um, is yesterday you asked me this question and I said no because I hadn't. And then this morning I saw a TikTok about it. <laughs> so right exactly. now my answer is yes, but still no. But now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, yesterday you also told me it's from him when he played in King of Queens. Yeah. Um, and I did not know that. But it is like everywhere, all over my social media. I think because last episode I asked you if you knew what the bear smile was. And now all of a sudden my FBI agent's like, hey, let's find an algorithm where it's all bear smiles and let's just push it to him. Classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, But also... We talked about this one. Someone's nudes were leaked. (laughs) And they weren't mine. (laughs) Or mine. Um, Our president, Joe Biden, has a younger brother. I think his name's Frank. Who just had his nudes leaked. Frank's Frank. (laughs) That's my favorite. And you know what? It is a foot long. I, I, I still like, is. I'm trying to wrap my brain around the fact that the president's brother's nudes got leaked. And like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, like probably some hot 20, 30 year old man. He's 170. Well, he's his younger brother. Uh, yeah. Um, Biden's 190 and his younger brother's 170. 
yeah, pretty much. But also you can tell that this man is definitely a straight man because of how he's holding his phone. He's double, he's double fisting his phone. Like he's holding it with one hand and then the other one, he's clicking the camera button. And it's just really funny. One, you have to give it to him though. He has a great body for his age. He is the definition of a zaddy when it comes to that. Yeah, he looks great. But also since last episode, and by last episode, I mean the fallen episode that will never make it to air, the lost episode. I learned that not only has Biden had a brother that had his nudes leaked, he also has a son who had his nudes leaked as well. You're lying. But also I was thinking about this and I feel like this, the last three presidents is the era of just like a lot of social media, a lot of like digital, like everybody has like a 4K 4K camera on their phone. And so it was only a matter of time because before someone had their nudes leaked that were this close to the president of the United States. Like I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. I'm surprised that one of our presidents hasn't had their nudes leaked. Yeah, because you know they're sending their wife some naughty pictures in in the Oval Office. They're not sending their wife that shit. They're sending their mistress or the gay man that they found on Grindr. <laughs> that they use in the secret tunnels of the fucking White House. <laughs> yeah. I think we should make a bet here of when or who will have the fr- when will our president have a new leaked? I really, really, I really hope within it's not. the decade. Yeah, I just hope it's not Biden. I don't want that to be leaked. Yeah. No. Yeah. So but you know I think within the next decade I think should get leaked. Who? Pete Buttigieg. I don't know who that totally. is. Totally. I don't know his exact title, but he is like president of transportation or something like that. Let me Google this. So he can. Drive. I have a poli sci degree. I should probably know this. Yeah. What's his name? Pete Putin. I don't even know how to spell his name. <laughs> oh, Pete Buttigieg. He's a politician. You bring. <laughs> you say what is Pete Buttigieg's job? On Google, and it's a big thing that says politician. <laughs> As the 19th U.S. Oh, United States Secretary of Transportation. Oh, you I were right. I had to do with transportation. You want to see him naked? Yeah. Well, I'm attracted to men with power, so yes. I think I, he's like... I don't know. Spit it out. He's like that like dad that lives next door, but he's not the hot dad. He's like the dad that is like nerdy that nobody really talks to. And his wife is fucking the other neighbor because her husband's not hot enough. And so he just like worships the ground that his wife walks on. Very up my alley. Absolutely. (laughs) Attractive men are ugly to me. I like the ugly ones. Interesting. That's false. That's very false. false. But also, (laughs) he's gay. He has a husband. Cute. So, same Uh, scenario, just worships the ground his husband walks on, not his wife. mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm attracted to 
men with power. So that's very. You're attracted to men. Very much up my alley. That's it. Just men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're not wrong. Um, should we play? I feel like last the fallen episode we played this game called "Is It Toxic or Not," and it was to counter the episode that we or the game that we played last episode, where the cowboy quizzed me on stupid terms. <laughs> that I aced, by the way. Uh, I beg to differ. But seeing as you probably didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm assuming that you didn't get the results from it. What do you mean the results from the it? The results where you failed. Incorrect. Moving on. The data is inconclusive. No, it's conclusive. It's conclusive to the fact that you suck. <laughs> There are other things that I'm great about. Like I have a really good personality. When are you going to start sharing that with us? When you bitches earn it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I need to share this weekend. There was an incident where a man came up to me. I went out to happy hour with a friend and a man i'm sorry am i boring you yeah <laughs> yeah i was trying to i was trying um, to mute my mic before i yawned and i wouldn't mute <laughs> anyways and this man had come up to me when i was with my friend and just brought up all this mumbo jumbo that i really could care less about um and the moment he left i turned to my friend and i said i need to start being meaner to people so they don't feel invited to this conversation what was there a point to that story there was i think it was about my personality and that i'm gonna start being meaner I'm going to start being semen demon. Ew. God, I was really hoping you were going to forget about that and not say it. (laughs) Um, For those of you who have been um, a Heather since day one, I believe it was episode one or two, I brought up the term dicks out feral. And this weekend I texted the cowboy and I said, I am no longer going to be a feral gay in the cowboy's eyes. Maybe he's thinking I'm hanging up the hoe hat and I'm going to be domesticated. Well, that's what you but were talking immediately about res- in that moment. You were talking about, you were, you said you were going to be done going out, being crazy, that you're going to domesticate yourself and just be like the chill, stay at home, work out, drink your martini at home kind of girl. And then I immediately responded, but it's spooky season, so I have to be a semen demon. And then I threw up. <laughs> vomited profusely into <laughs> the abyss. <laughs> Listen, I had my 10 mil- my 10 minutes where I was going to be I was going to be that stay-at-home bitch, as you said, but then I matured. I was a different person. 
Yeah. Maybe it was just like an episode. No. Maybe just like a small episode of like manic depression. That's true. But you know how I kind of balance this in my brain and not that I need a reason um, is I'm very wholesome Monday through Thursday. Monday through Wednesday. Are you though? Um, yeah. I work out. I wake up. I drink my coffee. I journal. I have a fucking Kindle that I read. Wow. A Kindle, huh? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday comes around and the streets, they be calling. <laughs> Thursday comes around and the inner hoe just starts regurgitating. That's why you're so exhausted starts. all the time. Yeah. But you know what? I'd much rather be tired with living a fun fucking life than being a boring bitch at home. And that's on period. And that's on period. Um, so are we gonna are we gonna play your toxic game? No. Oh. Spo- spoiler alert! Because everything I brought up, the cowboy thinks it's toxic. <laughs> I think that's because you're toxic. I'm in my toxic era. Everyone has to go through it. You've been in your toxic era since you came out two weeks ago. Exactly. Let me have my moment. Maybe my best friend should be your best friend because I feel like you guys are the same level of toxicness. Should you put us in a group chat? Probably. Should I just do that and not say anything to her? (laughs) (laughs) No, because then I'll, I'll feel weird. I'll be like the awkward silence. I'll feel like I need to respond to something and I'll probably say something way out of pocket i don't do really good with those situations that's okay she's used to it she's my best friend everything <laughs> i say to her is out of pocket okay you made fun of me for saying out of pocket shit i don't say out of pocket shit to you i think i just send you my intrusive thoughts i would say you send me your intrusive words i'm not sure you ever <laughs> send me a full thought <laughs> I think what happens is like you're in the middle of a sentence in your head or a thought and you're like, oh, I should text the cowboy about this. So you like get your phone out and finish the sentence through text, but don't give me any, any preface. What is that word? Preface? Preface? Context. I'm a no context texter. Yeah, it's the worst. That's why I keep you blocked except on Tuesdays. That's okay. Honestly, you got to set boundaries for yourself. And that is, I'm fully supportive of that boundary. If I might, if I add you to a group text, just know that it's going to be the best time of my life. Cause I picture just me talking to myself in this group text and you guys just sitting there not knowing who each other are. I mean, well now I'll know. So like it would just be her not knowing unless who I, I am. Which... Unless I put you in a different group text. like modern day mean girls i'm kind of i'm kind of intrigued i kind of like that this could be fun do you remember when um like your number neighbor was a thing that trend that was going around yeah where you'd like change the last number of your phone number and call them yeah or like text them i did something where i did my number neighborhood and so i did my full phone number 
um, which except for one, because the one that is my number ends in two, two. And so the number that was two, one was a family member. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. Cause I already know my number neighbor. And so I texted zero, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. And I put us all in a group message and I said, welcome to the number neighborhood. <laughs> and it was actually, it was popping off for a little bit. I think six and seven were pretty good, but zero was like not having it. I would Absolutely be pissed not. if that happened to me. I, it was really fun. Everyone, everyone loved it. I hate group texts. I think we should bring it back. I think like the max people in a group text for me is four, like four, including myself and any more than that. And I just want to like run my phone over with a train. It's just so annoying. And if you have an Android specifically, I typically just stop responding in those group texts, which sucks because my dad has an Android. And so I have four brothers and my dad has a text group chat with all of us in it. But because he has an Android, it'll separate the text messages for him. And so he'll send us all one text in a group. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he'll start responding separately to like me or one of my other brothers and not in the group because it separates them automatically for some reason. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it'll like group me and my big brother in one message. And so it just becomes this jumbled fucking mess of like trying to decode who got what text and like communicate. And then, and it, like especially if we're trying to plan like a family dinner or like everyone going up to his house whatever then one or two of us show up and nobody else does and we can't figure out why and it's because nobody fucking knows what's going on so if you have an android speaking of androids i just saw this yesterday they've been scamming people so samsung has been basically lying to everybody about their cameras the camera quality um if you look into their advertising, a lot of them will show that you can zoom in like 10 times zoom on the moon and get a good quality photo. Right. Mm-hmm. Which my dad sent me pictures of the moon with, from his phone. And I was like, how'd you fucking get that? Cause it's an Android. It shouldn't take good pictures. You know what they've been doing is using AI to automatically generate a moon. If there's like a bright circle in dark space. So it got leaked or something. Somebody found out about it. And so what they did was they put a flashlight in across the room, turned the lights off and took a picture of it on zoom, like zoomed all the way into it, took a picture of it and it fucking generated a moon on it. No. So yeah, I feel like that was like the big thing. Why people chose Androids or like Samsung's over iPhones. Yeah. It was because like in their advertising, their cameras are like better because they can zoom more. Yeah. But like everyone knows the further you zoom on a phone, the more grainy and shitty this picture is going to be. It doesn't matter what kind of phone it is. It's just the camera capabilities. were not quite there yet to be able to zoom 500 fucking yards across the street to spy on your neighbor. Like that's just not what it is. But yeah. all of a sudden Samsung people can get the same fucking picture of a moon as the Hubble telescope. That is crazy. But also, isn't it weird? Like thinking about it, you're, that means something in your phone is going in while you're taking a photo, seeing what you're seeing yeah, and generating a moon there. Yeah. Which, okay. That is also very interesting. And I'm going to segue into a different thing where it's like your phone is recognizing certain things. And yes, I did test this out but it 
was not okay i'm just gonna say so the new ios update you can basically turn anything into a sticker right so like you have a selfie or you took a picture of a friend you just like long press on it and it instantly makes it into a sticker so then it like you can attach it to whatever so i went crazy and i like found all these fun little gay stickers that i turned into stickers and i, I use them all the time my friend and i were talking and they had the beta the early beta and you you used to be able to sticker anything including full nudes when i updated my phone i tried because i mean no matter who you are whether you're gay or straight like just i maybe it's my immaturity but how fucking funny would it be if you open up your phone and just like a sticker of a big dick <laughs> is covering the message i just think that's funny whatever <laughs> the public version of ios 17 you can no longer do that so it's looking in your phone whether it's AI or whatever it is, is basically saying, this is a dick, a human penis. We will not turn this into a sticker. And I tested it with like a Twitter model or something like that. I took a screenshot and then I cropped it to try and do like the full one. And then I cropped it where it's just above the waist and it worked. So my, I think the funny thing is there was somebody at Apple who actively was looking at everybody's beta version of iOS 17 and was like, why the fuck are these people making stickers of dicks? <laughs> Imagine that being your job, just like watching what people make stickers out of. There's like <laughs> Betty Sue who's making cute stickers of her fucking Bichon that's like Kid. just got groomed and putting them on every message to her granddaughter. And then her grandson's making pictures of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody whose actual title at Apple is probably like um, executive sticker officer or something, CSO or something Dick shit monitor. like that. And then they have, they literally have to put that in their job description of like, how many penises did you see today? <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine the report you'd have to, um, the email you'd have to send? Yeah. I think it's just so funny as far as like that actively, like it was there and then now it's not. So, but that's crazy about the whole Samsung thing. And that it is actually pretty scary that like, you don't know, like it's generating an AI. Well, it's also just the weird, like why, what the fuck? It's the weirdest thing. Was it like a sales thing? Like they're yeah. trying to sell more phones or is it like their way to just try to give people a little bit of happiness by like, Hey, look at this picture of the moon I got. Like, I have an I have like a nice expensive camera because sometimes I practice photography and the pictures I get yeah. with my camera of the moon are way less quality than the ones that you can get on a fucking Samsung. And I was like pissed about it for the longest time, but now I'm less pissed because it's literally just an AI yeah. generated moon. Yeah. Also, I remember that specifically remember that advertisement of the Samsung, like whatever it was, Galaxy 25, whatever number we're on coming out and the moon advertisement too. And me thinking, are there legitimately people out there that are going to choose this phone over an iPhone and make everyone else's lives around them fucking miserable because they wanted to take a picture of the moon? Yes. And there, there, there was quite a bit of people that made that choice. 
Yeah. Um, oh my god! I just made it. I just I, had a revelation. iPhone sure. users are the Swifties of the phone world. Can you connect those for me? Yeah, like you know how Swifties are the craziest fans in the world, and they're psycho, and they're just like they're crazy that's what iphone users are we're crazy like anybody that has an android we're gonna bully you i'm actively choosing not to talk about this right now because i because you can't because you hate her so much no because i'm legitimately fearful that not just taylor this is the third episode that we talked about taylor i'm fearful that the Swifties are going to come after me. And now I have to worry about the Travis Kelsey fans. Yeah. I can't yeah, handle that do. heat. I'm going to stay out of that kitchen. Yeah. His Jersey sales went up by like a hundred percent as soon as he started dating T Swift. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is wild. That's crazy. But I definitely see your correlation as far as like the iPhone users being T Swift users. Like, I know there's a scientific term for it, but, or maybe it's just like mental connection, but have you ever seen those where it's like, this day is this color or like this, if you have your subjects in school, what color is math? Oh yeah. I've heard of those. Math is red. I was either going to say red or blue. Yeah. I feel really good about red. Blue to me is like science. See, I was going to go with green with science. That's geography. We didn't have fucking geography. And then English or like literature would be like a purple. This is the big debate. I think this is how I would do it. I think I would do math is blue. Science is green. English is like orange or yellow. And then my extracurricular was a red. And then miscellaneous shit was black. Interesting. Was extracurriculars like read do... because you hated gym class and it turned you into a fit of rage? Uh, yeah. Fun fact: my sophomore year in high school, I almost failed gym. How? I actually don't know, but I vividly remember having to go into the PE office and do makeups. Oh, well, okay. Here it is. I'm fat. Obviously, I've always been fat, and I hated running the mile, and so I would skip class when it came to running the mile, or we had we call them circuits, and so I didn't have enough circuits, and so I had to go and do makeup circuits, which was embarrassing, um, and so that's why I almost failed PE my sophomore year of high school. Can we talk about but how traumatizing PE is, though? For like, like for your standard child that loves sports and like football and whatever, like, and I think they are getting better about providing different outlets for extracurriculars. But like, PE is so traumatizing mm-hmm. because first of all, the, like there, it's like a standard mile for everybody. Like you have to run the same mile as the kid that weighs ten pounds, and obviously, like yeah. me and that kid are going to run very different miles. And I understand they're trying to like yeah. teach fitness and health. I just think there's a very different way they could do that that is less invasive and less singling people out. 
because I would do the Very same thing. So. Like anytime I had a gym class, I would just either not go <clears throat> or I would like pretend I was sick or something and like couldn't run. And it was because I was expected to do the same things like climbing. The, did you ever climb the rope in the gym? Oh my God. Yeah. I can we barely stand up. Rope. We had to climb like, yeah, we had to do like a rope ladder type thing. Yeah, we, there's no way I could. Mm-mm. But I, if we're going to talk about like physical education, I would have much rather them, instead of doing the sports, which a lot of like PE, we play fucking badminton and bowling. Yeah, nobody, like, nobody wants to play those. Yeah, I would have much rather them taught us like, hey, this is how like the proper movement of running. Or this is, like, health sciences. Like, teach us what's fucking good for you. Teach us what, like, macro nutrients are. Teach us what, like, all of this stuff is. And I know that there are probably other classes now, but you and I both went to school over 10 years ago. And so PE was probably one of the most traumatizing Absolutely. experiences of my life. And I think that's, like, why and- now I hate the gym. I hate anything exercise. I mean, part of it is just because, like, it's, like, uneducation on my end and that's like partially my own fault because I have the resources to look into these things. But like, I agree. It should have been like, teach me how to make a healthy meal for myself and like how to look at food in a different way other than like, cause like somebody once told me, he was like, yeah, I don't really see food as in like enjoyment. I just see it as fuel. And he would eat like the weirdest things, but he was also like a very healthy man. Like he would just eat salad out of a bag like lettuce just raw lettuce and he's like it's not for the taste it's for like what i need from it and so he would eat what he needed for his body whether that be protein veggies like whatever it was and he would just most eat most everything raw obviously that's the extreme but like teach me how to eat healthy teach me how to shop healthy teach me how to exercise the right way so that i don't hurt myself like those are the proper things don't fucking teach me how to play sports i'm not gonna go be a fucking baseball star i don't even know how to shoot a hoop yeah well, the funny thing is, I don't know if anybody else experienced this, but we didn't play, like, the normal sports. Like, and, like, we didn't play football. We didn't play basketball, baseball, soccer. We played, like, bowling, badminton, um, random other sports. Like cricket. Um, yeah. Racquetball. Like, why do we need – yeah, like, why do we need to learn about this? Like, I – think if and I like look back to it maybe it's just the season that I'm in now just because I am trying to like get back into the gym and do like weightlifting type situation stuff but that's like one of the biggest fears that I have is that like I'm gonna lift a weight incorrectly and it's going to hurt me and then that's gonna cause more damage than if I were to just have chosen to sit on the couch but had we taken that experience in high school middle school even in elementary school and like taught those things as you said food and nutrients also how to read a label Mm -hmm. on food i think we'd see some pretty big differences oh absolutely and have you ever have you ever hired a personal trainer yes so i also have and i've done it two ways one was like in person hired them hated that Mm -hmm. hated that so much And then I hired a virtual personal trainer. Um, He lived in California. So he would just do like, he would basically build a meal plan for you and then a workout plan for you and then do like 
you could pay for like either weekly or bi-weekly check-ins or like twice a week, whatever you wanted. Um, and what you would do is you would like start by sending a picture of yourself in your underwear and say, this is the areas I want to work on. This is what I hate. This is what I love, blah, blah, blah. And it was the best decision I ever made. I lost 80 pounds in three months, like looked good, felt good. Wow. Yeah, it was really good. And then I decided to move to Oregon and that fucked my whole life up. And then it got me way off track. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if you are looking for resources, because I know the gym can be very intimidating, um, a virtual personal trainer is very beneficial because a lot of people right now have a lot of social anxiety. So like going to a gym and hiring a physical personal trainer, that's going to talk to you in person is going to give a lot of people anxiety and not want them to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. but doing it this way, he, when he set up like my workout plan, he sent it to me and then he sent a link to a video of every single exercise he sent me on how to do it properly, uh, which was really beneficial. So just a good resource for anybody that's scared to go to the gym and hire a personal trainer that might be into it. But I also recently yeah, I, have the thoughts that I really want to get into like powerlifting. Like do I it. have this urge to lift very heavy things for no reason. Do it. I love that. I completely agree with you. Cause I have definitely hired, I hired like a couple different ones, like two in person. And it's just, it's very it is very difficult going into a gym and like not judging your day one to somebody's like year one. It's just very difficult. Obviously we're also big men too. So I think not that everyone is expecting this, but I think that everyone's expecting me to be able to lift these big weights. And I'm like, I can't like, this is fucking hard. I'm it's, it hurts. And I don't want to put myself through this. Yeah. Um, I also am leaning into like the virtual spaces as far as like working out. I would love to find somebody like a nutritionist because um, I want to understand food and I would like to also find that balance of food as enjoyment, but also food, food as fuel mm-hmm. um, and find that happy, that happy space. But I also do all my workouts virtually. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am posting on about Peloton all the time. And I know Peloton has a reputation for just being bikes. But like, if you look into their app, they have bikes, rowing, tread, boot camps, weightlifting, meditation, um, yoga, stretching, Pilates, like all these different things. And it's, I think to get access to the app is like $45 a month, which is pretty Mm -hmm. equivalent to a regular gym membership you don't need any equipment you can obviously purchase that on the side once you become a little bit more committed but a lot of like the weight is like body weights or yoga or whatever it may be or you can do it at like a 20 like planet fitness everyone has a planet fitness and i think it's like 19.99 or something like that a month Mm -hmm. um and you just pop your phone on there too so um i think you should do powerlifting. i think that's exciting i think so too i think it'd be fun maybe i will Wow. I need, I need like a powerlifting coach though. I need, but like, yeah, I don't, I'm going to look into it. I definitely, I definitely feel like that's one of the sports that you for sure need somebody to like monitor. Because oh yeah. Lifting. Like if you, your form, if you do that incorrectly, you are hurting yourself bad. Oh yeah. Ain't happening here. Yeah. You go power lift a rock and then, <laughs> Go and hike to that brewery. Fuck yeah. 
lift up the back of my truck while somebody changes the tire. That's my goal. That's a big goal. Yeah. You said it here first. Okay, that's a fake goal because my truck is so heavy probably. I don't even know how much it weighs, but it's so heavy. Maybe you could do it with my Honda Accord. Probably. I could do that. Cute. Cute. Um, Well. Yeah. Thanks for being gay (laughs) with us. We love you. Or whatever. Some of you. We love you all. Anyways, tune in next week where we talk about if your man is gay baiting us or not. Let's <laughs> go.